In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, this first Saturday of March is very special for some solemnities ahead of us to be celebrated very soon, especially the solemnity of Saint Joseph and the mystery of the Annunciation and the Incarnation of Arnold. In this my homily today, I wish to uh, reflect with you on the mystery of the Marian consecration, which is what we are trying always to better understand. And this mystery of Marian consecration to be uh, studied, to be seen in the light of St. Joseph's mystery, since we are now celebrating his solemnity. Let's try to see St. Joseph as the prototype of Marian consecration. That is the first type, the very model of being consecrated to Mary. We have to consider first that all in St. Joseph's life happens through Mary. Joseph himself is introduced into the mystery of Christ by becoming his foster father through Mary. This great figure of saint comes into play in the New Testament by being the husband of Mary. This is the way we know at first Saint Joseph. If we read the Gospel of Saint Matthew, chapter 1, 18, 19, we know this. The Gospel says, Now the generation of Christ was in these wives, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Whereupon Joseph, her husband, again, being a just man and not willing publicly to expose her, was minded to put her away privately. This is in Matthew's Gospel, also St. Luke's Gospel, 127, takes into account that Joseph was espoused to Mary. He says, the angel was sent to a virgin, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. By this uh, blessed, unique espousal with Mary, also the relationship of St. Joseph with Jesus is built. In fact, Joseph comes into a personal contact with Jesus through Our Lady. St. Joseph is the one who gives the name Jesus to the son of Mary. Also, at the moment of the adoration of the shepherds, who came with haste, to see the sign of God, Joseph is found between Mary and Jesus. 
This is also very significant. The Gospel of St. Luke 2.16 says, They found Mary and Joseph and the infant laying in the manger. Joseph between Mary and Jesus. Through the espousal with Mary, Joseph then can embrace Jesus and hold him in his arms. Joseph is therefore the most perfect icon of Marian consecration. He already lived that very beautiful motto, which is ours as well, to Jesus through Mary. Let us reflect more <clears throat> on the unique and virginal espousal of Saint Joseph with Mary, which is the very key to understand Saint Joseph as the example, and as I said at the beginning, the very first type, model of Marian consecration. We have to recall to mind that the Jewish espousal had two moments. The first was the celebration of the legal, legal pact of union, and the second was the cohabitation that normally took place after one year since the marriage was celebrated. The espousal of St. Joseph with Mary, within this framework of Jewish tradition, is unique and extraordinary. Why? When we consider this great mystery, this espousal, we should be able to transcend the immediate meaning and go deeper into its spiritual aspect. Why can I say that? What we could discover in the account of St. Matthew's Gospel 1, 18, 19 is that Joseph was espoused to Mary when a lady was found with the child, but they were not yet cohabitating. But this moment when Joseph found that Mary was with a child and he was not the father of that child, that moment, and especially the moment that came after when the angel reassured St. Joseph, don't worry, Joseph, don't be afraid, took Mary unto you because what she has in her womb is from the Holy Spirit, that second moment, which is the cohabitation, as we now see, is uh, but the moment when they, Joseph was totally given to Mary and uh, was consecrated to her. So let's say this, the marriage with Mary has, uh, has two moments but uh, higher ones. The initial marital union, the legal uh, celebration of the marriage, and uh, finally, the consummation of the marriage, which is not the normal way to consume the marriage, but that consummation is something deeper and 
higher it is the consecration of Joseph to Mary. This consecration to Mary came in the second moment, after the angel's revelation to Joseph, when Joseph had the full knowledge of who Mary was and whose son was the one in her womb. Let's go gradually ahead in order to see this interesting point. Joseph consecrated to Mary in this marriage with her. In Matthew 1, 20, 24, we read, But while Joseph thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in his sleep, saying, Joseph, son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Now, all this was done that it might be fulfilled which the Lord spoke by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being Interpreted is God with us. And the conclusion of this pericope is very significant as well. And Joseph, rising up from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and here the key point took unto him his wife. Took unto him his wife. So this literally means that. This is the second moment of the marriage, the cohabitation. But if we reflect, if we ponder this expression, we find out something marvelous, deeper than the mere cohabitation. Because we already know that our lady is a virgin and that they lived in a chest. Why? So this way to take our lady unto him has to have a deeper meaning than to just live together as husband and wife. In fact, if we look at the original uh, uh, phrase, at the original way to put it, the Greek, we understand something beautiful. The original uh, sentence is kai parelaben ten unaikautu. The, the verb is parelaben, from paralambano. This is a very important verb, because in it we discover a great meaning. This verb, paralambano, in Greek, has basically two meanings. First, to take with oneself, to join to oneself. Or, the second meaning, to receive something transmitted. This verb, uh, lambano, 
which is now in a, uh, in a double form, paralambano, is also the same verb used by St. John's Gospel to describe the taking, receiving of Mary into St. John's life. John's Gospel, chapter 19, 27, when we read that from that hour, the disciple John took her to his own. In fact, the verb to say John took her is elaben, which is the past of lambano, the same verb now used in the Gospel of St. Matthew. So John did with Mary something that Joseph did first when he took Mary unto him at the moment of their consummation of their marriage, a very unique consummation of this marriage. And we have also the other expression, John, in, re in reference to John, John took Mary, took first unto him. This is the very uh, literal and uh, correct way to translate it. Not just John took Mary into his house. We don't have the word house in the Gospel, oikia in Greek. Does not appear, but there is a star idea. That is, John took Mary to his own, into his uh, properties, among his properties his things, even we can say his most precious things. Hence, we can easily conclude that Saint Joseph, from that hour, the hour when the, the angel spoke to him, the hour in which he was instructed by the Holy Spirit about Mary and the baby, from that hour he took Mary unto him. He gave himself completely to Our Lady so that they could, they could come to, to celebrate this union. They could, so that uh, to come through her, through Mary, into Jesus' mystery and to participate actively in Jesus' redemption always through Mary. So this is a very important moment when Joseph takes Our Lady unto, unto him. This is the moment of his uh, uh, official inauguration of his participation in the redemption with Christ through Our Lady. So we can reflect on this reception of Mary unto Joseph's life. To receive Mary unto him was for Joseph, first of all, to share all his life, thoughts, goods with Mary in order to please Jesus and to do God's will, to become partakers of the divine work of redemption. He meant also to be virginally obedient to Mary in order to, to be conformed to the obedience of Jesus 
to the Father. He meant also to love Mary with all his chaste heart, so that he could always be vigilant in his ministry as the keeper, the custos of Christ. This is the meaning of his being the foster father of Christ. He was the keeper. He was, according to some authors, the, the earthly extension of the Father's care in heaven. He is the shadow on earth of God, the Father in heaven. To receive Mary unto him, for St. Joseph meant also to keep himself always in Our Lady's presence. He was present in Our Lady's presence, so as to be in the presence of God. To know who Mary was, for St. Joseph was to know where God is, where we can find God, where He abides. And this uh, special marriage with Our Lady is virginal. The espousal was virginal. And this virginity of the espousal is important to even more prove that there is a consecration of St. Joseph to our Blessed Mother Mary. In the moment of the consummation of their marriage, the second moment of the, Jew the, the Jewish marriage. This is a data of great importance which proves that the fact that the marriage is virginal proves that Joseph was fully given to Mary in the second half of their marriage with them. The Gospel, while highlighting the reception of Mary by Joseph into his whole life, says also that this Joseph know her not until she brought forth to her firstborn son. So let's now reflect on this expression which might a little bit be misleading at the first. Joseph took Mary unto him and immediately after this the Gospel adds he knew her not until she brought forth her firstborn son. First of all, let us clarify the word until, because it, it appears that they did not have any marital intercourse until Jesus was born, but afterwards they did, as maybe the Jehovah Witnesses say, by repeating wrongly that Jesus had more brothers and sisters. Now, what does it mean? The word until is also technical in the scriptures. Does, it does not mean that after the birth of Jesus they had a normal marital relation. In fact, there are several examples in the Bible where until clearly does not imply a change afterwards. For example, let us call to mind the, the word of our Lord, I will be with you until the end of time. What does it mean? That after the end of time, God will, won't be with us anymore? No. 
It just describes this temporal situation, which does not imply a change after that. Also, we have the psalm, which reads, I will put your enemy uh, under your feet until uh, God will give the Son the throne and the Son will be sitting at the right hand of God until your enemies will be put under your feet. What does it mean? That the Son will reign with the Father only for the time being. The enemies will be put under his feet and after no more. No. It is just that situation described but with no reference to the future. This is the, the meaning of this until. Until does not mean that after the birth of Jesus something changed in our ladies and St. Joseph's minds and wills. So with this expression, instead, the evangelist wishes to say that Joseph and Mary, unlike an ordinary Jewish couple, did not consummate their marriage or their wedding night. This because Mary had taken a vow of virginity, as it appears clearly in her response to the angel, I know no man. A vow of abstinence according to the book of Numbers 30. And Joseph, already prescribed in the law of Moses, the husband, had to accept it, to approve it. And it proves now that Joseph accepted this vow of virginity, took by Our Lady, and approved it, and conformed himself to it, living as Our Lady did. So the marriage was virginal. And this can show once more that the moment of union of the two, Joseph and Mary, is a mystical moment. It's the moment of a, a spiritual marriage. That is, a moment of the Marian consecration of Saint Joseph. Joseph was given fully to Mary as the husband, as the one living together with her, being the model for each one of us, giving ourselves completely to Mary, living this union of, uh, of love, union of hearts with Mary. So my dear brothers and sisters, consecration to Our Lady is important, as Saint Joseph firstly did and it aims at getting always this chaste and virginal disposition towards Mary. We love Our Lady with a pure heart and in response she welcomes us under her mantle of purity to be secure from all names of impurity in this world. So we turn to Saint Joseph, our model of being consecrated to Mary. And we ask Saint Joseph the grace to understand how precious it is, the Marian devotion leading to 
consecration. We can see Marian devotion leading to consecration as the two moments of St. Joseph's marriage with Our Lady. The legal pact sealed and the moment when that is brought to completion with the consecration. Devotion to Our Lady has necessarily uh, to lead to consecration to Mary in order to love her more and properly as Saint Joseph did. May Saint Joseph help us understand this this uh, mystery of his being consecrated to Mary and teach us how to be ourselves consecrated always more perfectly to our blessed Mother Mary. Amen. Saint Joseph, pray for us. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen.